ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाय चक्षुरनीलितम येना तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः the very concept of interfaith suggests a latent atheism Srila Prabhupada, when he was asked, what do you believe, would always say that Krishna consciousness is not a matter of belief, it is a science. And he would explain that faith can change. So if one says, I believe in God, uh, that means he thinks, that, that, that gives the idea that uh, he presumes God to be subject to his belief, whereas God's existence is independent of our believing or not believing. That's why... Uh, Prabhupada said Krishna consciousness is a science to understand who is God and how he is God. Uh, if, if one says, I believe in God, then that means that uh, tomorrow he might not believe in God. It's just a matter of his belief. He takes it to be some kind of blind whim. Uh, now we find that some devotees were invited to such some kind of religious conference Bon Maharaj was present there, and I think it was Vishvakarma Prabhu. He must be there in the Veda base. Said that they, that when he spoke, he he said that um, well, so far we've just discussed different beliefs, but now let's discuss the absolute truth. And then everyone became, including Bon Maharaj, became very disturbed at this. But Prabhupada approved of this attitude. So if we're going to go to interfaith conference, we should. Uh, present what is the absolute truth, what is the highest truth. And that is Savai Pung Sang Paro Dharma Yatob Haktirad Hokshaje Ahaitukiya Pratihataya Yatma Suprasidati and the Abhilashita Shunyam Gyanakama Dinabrita Manakunyana Krishna Shinam Bhaktiruttama. This should be presented. If we think that we have we have to uh anything to learn uh about God from from people who have no idea about him, who, for instance, think that that God was killed for our sins, which is a very offensive idea, which is at the heart of Christianity, uh, then it actually betrays a, a a lack of faith in our acharyas and in and in the, and in shastra. That faith is supposed to, the, the faith in shastra that we're talking about is that is uh, based on. <coughs> Uh, revelation and intelligent understanding, not simply that one has uh, some kind of blind face. So, what else did I say before? Any other points? Yeah, well, th- therefore this interface uh, may have some kind of use as, uh, for, for, uh, as a kind of diplomatic point to uh, to gain some kind of approval in countries where we're under attack or some such thing. But uh, as as far as uh, the notion that we can learn anything from uh, from people who, do, who may talk about God and religion, but they don't know even the first lesson of spiritual knowledge. They don't know what is the difference between the soul and the body, and therefore they they, they don't know who God is, and they misunderstand him to be some order supplier for their sense gratification. In other words, instead of actually serving God, they want God to serve them. And uh, 
who's uh, due to this uh, seminal mistake of, of of not knowing what spirit is at all, uh, therefore they they have bizarre theology such as that the the body is revived at at the time of judgment. So if we if we think we have to we have anything to learn, any, anything theological to learn from these people, it's uh, it, it means. Uh, we don't actually understand what Krishna consciousness is at all. Therefore, I say that uh, much of the interfaith discussions that uh, that that some devotees are very eager to indulge in—it's it's another symptom of uh, the pro- the ongoing compromise or the attempts of less faith less actually faithful devotees to to compromise Krishna conscious and and uh, present it as just one among many uh, mundane religions that we can take our uh, eclectic pickings from as as we choose that is not the way to understand Krishna conscious Krishna conscious means to hear from the acharyas to hear from Shastra and accept that. Okay, what else? You'll have to, uh, you know, put this in a more cogent form. You have any? Yeah. You want to read something else? Yeah. Um, Another troubling phenomenon that some members are attempting to redress concerns a type of spiritual hubris in which devotees feel superior to others. Historically, this has caused numerous problems in relationships both within ISKCON and between its members in the greater society. This type of arrogance raises the question of tolerance toward other religions. Shana Karishi, ISKCON's Director of Communications for Europe and editor of the ISKCON Communications Journal, has squarely confronted and addressed the interfaith issue. He drafted ISKCON's first official statement concerning its relationship with people of other faiths. The final declaration, which was adopted by the GBC Executive Committee, includes this excerpt. Quote, in ISKCON we consider love of a seren- in ISKCON we consider love of a supreme personal God to be the highest form of religious expression, and we recognize and respect this expression in other theistic traditions. We respect the spiritual worth of paths of genuine self-realization and search for the absolute truth in which the concept of a personal deity is not explicit. Other communities and organizations advocating humanitarian, ethical, and moral standards are also valued as being beneficial to society. Really? I never heard this before. Unquote. Yeah. This position paper, which continues for several pages, was published in the ISKCON Communications Journal and sent to more than 700 academics worldwide. Numerous academic and interfaith forums have recently helped demonstrate that not all ISKCON leaders think the movement is God's gift to the world. Ah, well, that doesn't include me. They don't. Not all ISKCON leaders think that ISKCON is God's gift to the world. Well, maybe the ISKCON they're making isn't God's gift to the world. It's their, it's their convoluted gift to the world, which is just another mundane religion. Very busy converting ISKCON to another mundane religion. Ah, let's have a look at this. 
we uh, love of a supreme personal God, but then uh, as Prabhupada would often say, it's not enough to say I believe in God, but you have to you have to know who is God. How can you love how can you love someone if you don't know actually what his name is, where he lives, what he looks like, who his friends are, what he likes to eat? Where is this knowledge found except in Krishna consciousness? So where where is the the uh, knowledge of a personal God? What is the meaning of Prabhupada's? Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatadeshatayane. If if Iskon is just, if, if if Prabhupada just came across the 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 ocean to uh, present something which is just another uh, another variation what was of what was already there, then what was the need of him to come anyway? Then then we might as well just go back to being Christians, maybe vegetarian Christians or something. If we don't think that Krishna consciousness has got something unique to offer, then uh, then why should we dedicate ourselves? Why should we uh, adopt so many things which are different, which Prabhupada gave us, uh, different to the Western society? It, Krishna consciousness is different, in, not just in the in its cultural expression of, of dress and food and religious rituals, but uh, in essence it's different because it, it provides uh, the actual truth of reality, of who Krishna is, which is not to be found anywhere else. Um, as far as this hubri, this matter of being puffed up, well, a devotee, he shouldn't think, well, I'm so great, but we should recognize that Krishna consciousness is the topmost path. One should think, I'm so fortunate that to have been inducted into this path, to have been accepted on this path by my acharyas, that doesn't mean that one should become proud that I am better. Rather, one should think, I'm the most fallen, and and because of that, my my spiritual master has been so merciful and rained his mercy on me and accepted that and accepted me on this path. So, uh, taking to Krishna consciousness, we should certainly recognize that it's the, the topmost religious process. And if we don't, then then we're not accepting Krishna consciousness because that's what is stated in Shastra: that Krishna consciousness is the topmost path, and not just it accepted in Shastra, but uh, Prabhupada would analyze, as I said, that it's how it is the best religious path. I mean, certainly we should accept that. And that all uh, all other religious paths that don't know who is God, they can hardly be personal, although they may profess to be. Uh, they, they have the, uh, their idea of a personal God is an old man with a beard throwing curses down at the people on earth and chucking them into hell forever. This is practically an insult to God, their, their belief in God. Uh, so... We may respect that something is there, but that, that at the same time, uh, our the job given to us by our acharyas, the duty is to instruct others uh, in into what is the actual reality. And if uh, if others are actually sincere, then they will accept. If they are sincere about knowing God, then they'll accept Krishna consciousness, just like Prabhupada said that. Um, that you may have religion, but if you find a better understanding of it, then why not take it? Just like people are going from India to America for higher education and material education. So if you, they already know something, but to get higher education, they go to America. So if you already have some education in the matter of God, but you, you find uh, something which is better and more, then why not take it? This was Prabhupada's uh, idea of interfaith. That, that, if you're actually serious to know God, then you should accept Krishna consciousness. What else? <coughs> yeah.
Other, other communities and organizations advocating humanitarian, ethical and moral standards are also valued as being beneficial to society. Uh, well, is there advocating morals and ethics without Christian consciousness? It, it, it has a, uh, yeah, it has the value of, um, of, uh, it's like, it's like the value of adjusting your seat while you're driving into a, driving into a brick wall. That's the value. <laughs> Without Krishna consciousness, everything is a failure. Prabhupada wanted, uh, he told Satsarup Maharaj to write a book called that. So morals and ethics without Krishna consciousness is, is just another expression of envy of Krishna. And it just leads to hell, that's all. So what is the actual value for human society? It's, uh, you, it's a genteel way of going to hell, that's all. Morals and ethics without Krishna consciousness. And it's actually immoral, because if we don't recognize Krishna, then that is immoral. Where is the morality? Be good, be nice. It means it's just a... Being good and being nice to others without Krishna consciousness is just a... It's just a... Uh, uh, a group commitment to... Uh, to facilitate each other's sense gratification. It's actually an expression of envy for Krishna. International Society for Kindness and Consideration. <laughs> I didn't hear that one before. <laughs> International Society for Kindness and Consideration. Certainly it is, but that means Krishna consciousness. There is no actual kindness, consideration, or any such thing outside of Krishna consciousness. Parents who don't teach their children to be Krishna conscious are the, are the children's worst enemies. Uh, anyone who who's not teaching Krishna conscious to others, then <coughs> they're engaging in the worst violence in the language of Pakistan. That means it's worse than worse than the uh, than the con concentration camps of Hitler. Is uh, is the uh, normal people, it, or it's on the, the the concentration camps of Hitler were very bad because they didn't teach. The, Krishna consciousness and the the normal family, which is quite in modern America, is it shares the same defect as the concentration camps of Hitler, is that they send people to their death without knowing Krishna. <laughs> Put it on the blog, edit it all up. I think there's a there's a verse in Bhagavatam. There's plenty to support with, everything that's just being said. Which states that religions that don't have a personal conception of God are envious of other living creatures. Prabhupada writes, all religions except Bhagavad Dharma are, are simply envious, simply expressions of envy. We see Prabhupada's interface that he would, he, the first point, he just like with that Cardinal Daniello, he would not go beyond the point that you have to, killing animals, don't kill animals. And the Cardinal Daniello said, well, let's go on to some more higher topics. And Prabhupada said, no, let's, let's stop on this topic. You can see the video. Prabhupada was, he was very angry, actually, with this. He was slapping his knee. Prabhupada was very angry with this person. He's supposed to be the, the teacher, the spiritual guide of a whole nation. And he's arguing that God allows us to, to slaughter animals for the pleasure of our tongue because they have no souls. Such an ignorant fool. So actually, I mean, it's uh, if we study from the 
Bhagavad perspective, which we're supposed to do, then all these people, they don't have even the slightest knowledge of the soul, what it actually is. They're all ignorant fools. And then uh, if one discusses with fools, instead of instructing them or avoiding them, then one also becomes a fool. And this is what's going on. What else? Anything else? I think that's enough for me.